1: Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today's episode is number 621, How to Motivate Your Child, Five Positive Strategies. Because maybe you have a child who's a bit of an unmotivated couch potato. Well, don't fret. Use these five strategies to give him a gentle nudge in the right direction. Some kids are natural go-getters, but others need some gentle nudging and encouragement. So use these five tips to help your child get motivated and stay inspired. Number one, expect your child to contribute toward big-ticket items on their wish lists. Number two, tap into their interests. 3. Be the example. 4. Set expectations. And 5. Validate their efforts. I grew up the oldest of five siblings and was used to being a take-charge kind of kid, even in young adolescence. So maybe it was my birth order that paved my ambitious drive to do extra chores around the house and score paying jobs at the age of 12. Whatever the case, I was a mover and a shaker, and definitely not a couch potato. My younger brothers and sister followed suit when it came to venturing into the workforce and earning a paycheck. All five of us had part-time jobs by the age of 15, and if we weren't working at a pizza place or babysitting, we asked our parents what we could do around the house to earn a few bucks and buy things that we knew they weren't going to provide just because we wanted them. Imagine that. Of course, my experience growing up isn't the same as the one kids face today. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, between April and July 2020, the number of employed youth ages 16 to 24 years old increased by a whopping 4.4 million to 17.5 million. So going out and getting a summer job to keep busy and earn an income isn't an easy option for many young people. For those too young to join the workforce, there are plenty of distractions to compete for their attention, from chat apps to video games to TikTok. So how do we parents keep our kids motivated and engaged instead of hunkered over an electronic device? Well, here are my five tips for you to try. Tip number one, expect your child to contribute when it comes to pricey items. Growing up, I remember how frustrated my siblings and I would feel when we asked my parents for a pair of trendy sneakers or money for something costly like a concert ticket or a new piece of electronic equipment. Uh, uh, cell phones were non-existent back then. And the request, well, we thought that seemed simple enough. But my parents had other ideas. Instead, the answer was always, what can you do to help contribute to the cost of this? Dr. Ruth Peters, a psychology contributor to NBC's Today show and the author of Overcoming Underachieving, agrees with my parents' philosophy. She says, daily, in my practice, I see parents who have made the mistake of not taking the time and attention to teaching their children to be workers and achievers. These kids have learned to settle for less, rather than to face and challenge adversity, to become whiners rather than creative problem solvers, and to blame others for perceived slights and lack of success. That's Dr. Ruth Peters in 7 Strategies to Build a Strong Work Ethic in Your Kids. When my parents insisted that we earn the things we just expected them to pay for, it would infuriate each of us. Looking back, however, we now realize the value of earning these things. Doing some extra chores around the house or using a portion of our savings served two purposes. It was a motivator to earn the high-ticket item, and we appreciated the new pair of shoes or The good time we enjoyed at the concert even more because we helped contribute. By not making it too easy for us, we all learned to put forth the extra effort for those significant wants. Two, tap into their interests. Parenting eight kids has been full of surprises, but the biggest for me was realizing how unique each of their personalities was. As someone born a people pleaser and an overzealous goal-setter, it was baffling that any of my offspring would not share these traits. I learned quickly that not even half of my cherubs worried what other people thought, which is mostly a great thing, and the desire to set and achieve lofty goals wasn't as important as playtime. Not only did they have varied interests, but they also had different motivators. Three of my children had significant learning delays and going to school for them was a chore because of their struggles. Their difficulty processing information was my first introduction to thinking outside the box to get and keep them motivated with their studies. Thankfully, our school system was supportive and designed creative incentives for my kids. They always began with finding something that interested them and then they built on that to inspire their learning and curiosity. For instance, my daughter loved to draw. She spent most of her free time creating her own coloring books with the most enchanting characters and scenery. One of her teachers saw how much she enjoyed art and worked it into many of her lesson plans because of her extreme passion for art. Drawing was a natural motivator for her, So she could usually stay enthused with schoolwork. I love the advice that Lee Hausner, PhD clinical psychologist shares in this YouTube video that's on my page. It's called How to Motivate Your Child. And she gets right to the point by saying, you cannot create motivation in somebody else. Motivation is internal. So if you want to motivate an individual, you want to create an environment where they can be successful and feel good about what they're doing. I believe that's why my daughter eventually learned to love school so much. Her teachers fostered her love of drawing and artwork and incorporated it into her lesson plans. She graduated as a solid student, and now she's earning her master's in graphic design. Tip number three, be the example. There's an old expression that fits the bill when it comes to setting an example for how we live our lives in front of our children. Monkey see, monkey do. In other words, someone will often imitate another person's actions, good or bad, simply by having observed them repeatedly. If you're the sort of person who puts off household chores prefers to lounge on your comfy sofa in the middle of the day, watching TV, then that's the example you're serving up for your family. You can't be unmotivated yourself and expect your child to pick up the slack. She's going to want to do what you do, except she's more likely to lounge in her room with her smartphone. On the other hand, if you relish high standards for an orderly household, where completing chores is just part of the daily routine, your child will find it easier to follow suit with her responsibilities. Finishing homework promptly and making time to exercise and eat healthily, that will be the norm because you're setting the example for your kids to live an inspired lifestyle, not a sluggish one. And here's a quick tip for you. Listen, we all go through periods when we feel unmotivated, and that's okay. It's been a tough year. If you want to get things back on track, try being honest with your kids about your struggles. You might even ask them for some ideas to help you get motivated or invite them to participate in something you've been putting off so it becomes a team effort. They'll feel involved and you'll have an instant cheerleader. Tip number four, set expectations. Chores and housekeeping tasks usually aren't at the top of anyone's enjoyment list, not even mine, but they're part of life. In my recent episode, Conquer Your Messy Home with These Eight Easy Habits, I shared some smart tips for you to stay on top of your household chores so that it doesn't weigh you down. I love a great cleaning hack, but what I love even more is getting the entire family involved with our family homes upkeep. Whether you have preschool-aged children or teens, there are plenty of age-appropriate chores that kids can do. So sit down with your family and explain in a positive, upbeat way that you need everyone on board. Because remember, nagging is not a motivator. And be very specific when explaining job duties. Don't assume your four-year-old knows how to put away his toys in their proper places if he's never done it before invest the time and positive energy in teaching him about where things belong so he'll not only learn to do it right and by himself, but he'll ultimately learn about the benefits of organization in other aspects of life. The Center for Parenting Education cites several reasons why chores benefit a child, both now and in their future, in the article Benefits of Chores. Research indicates that those children who do have a set of chores have higher self-esteem, they're more responsible, and are better able to deal with frustration and delay gratification, all of which contribute to greater success in school. If you have teens who give you a hard time helping around the house, don't give up. Set some time aside to share why they must start helping with the laundry or loading the dishwasher properly. If you show and tell, instead of nagging about how sick and tired you are of doing everything by yourself, you'll have a much better chance of getting your teen on board. Remember, nagging is not a motivator. I offer my kids incentives, such as gas money or gift cards, when they help willingly and without constant reminders. Don't forget to praise your kids for at least trying. Kids want to please. So be genuinely appreciative when you see your child doing one of his chores. And if he isn't doing it correctly, just use that as a teaching moment so he'll learn constructively and not through criticism. And this brings me to the final tip, validation. Validate their efforts. In tip number two, I mentioned Dr. Hausner's expert advice that motivation comes from within. She also shares that acknowledging your child's attempt to perform an uncomfortable task, hey, that's crucial for stoking that driving force. During this past year, parents dealt with unknown territory due to the pandemic. Motivating kids to remain interested and engaged in their studies in a virtual classroom, that was tedious and exhausting, particularly when it comes to students who thrive in a classroom setting. The new normal was taxing on nearly all levels, so it was no surprise to teachers and administrators that expectations needed to be different. The Cleveland Clinic shared advice on how parents could keep their kids motivated during distance learning, and child psychologist Emily Mudd had this to say. One of the best ways for parents to build self-confidence and self-efficacy in their children is to focus more on effort than outcomes. Now, more than ever, it's important for parents to provide space for children's efforts. If your student finds it challenging to stay on task due to remote learning or following the popular hybrid model, don't exasperate the situation with well-intended constructive criticism. Instead, comment positively on how you admire how hard she's working on completing projects and continue to encourage all she's doing behind the scenes to get those good grades. How do you keep your unenthused child inspired? Join the conversation and share your thoughts on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page or Twitter. You can also email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com. Listen and follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, I hope you'll join me because I'm going to talk about some super fun family challenges. Family time is often limited due to so many competing agendas and our outside commitments. So one way to stay connected and bond is by interacting with games and activities. A really fun way to connect is to engage in some friendly competition. And that's where friendly family challenges come in. So please join me next week to find out more. As always, thanks so much for listening this week. And until next time, happy parenting. At Best
0: Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help,